welcome to the Starsology Astrology Podcast. I'm your host, Arwen O'Neill, and today I'm here again with my mother, Shannon O'Neill. And today we're going to be talking about a question she had asked me a couple of weeks ago about Saturn transiting her North Node, which happens to be in Pisces in the 10th house. And just for a bit of background, as we discussed in the previous podcast, which you can listen to, it's called the uh, Libra Stellium episode. And that was where we talked about uh, how she went back to school and has been studying for her PhD. Welcome, first of all, before we jump in. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. So outline your question for our audience. How did you how did you frame this to me? What did you what did you want to know about this transit? Well, being aware of the North Node in Pisces in my 10th house, and I just saw somewhere that Saturn was transiting it. And so I immediately started thinking, well, what does that mean for me? And I'm working with my PhD and trying to decide what I'm going to do with it. And how is that reflecting? I was feeling a little stuck. And so I was contemplating if that was an illustration of that being stuck, uh, since Pisces is not all that comfortable a space for me to think about. Right. So that's interesting. Let's talk a bit about what the North Node in Pisces means. And also for you, this is interesting because just like with my North Node in Capricorn, I have nothing else in Capricorn. And it's a weird one for me. I think Capricorn, what is that even? And for you, that's Pisces is the same way. Yeah, definitely. So just a little overview for our listeners about uh, the North Node in Pisces. And this is from medium.com. This is an article about the North Node in Pisces and what it means through each house. So I'll just give a little overview, and then we can talk about what it means for you. The North Node represents a point in the natal chart that signifies your soul's evolutionary path and the lessons you're meant to learn in this lifetime. And the North Node is always directly opposite the South Node. So if you have it at, like, say, 5 degrees Pisces, your South Node would be at 5 degrees Virgo. So while the South Node represents your past karmic patterns and tendencies, and this could be childhood, this could be past life, this could be the atoms that make your you know, (laughs) make up all of your cells that once were stars, blah, blah, blah. Uh, The North Node indicates the direction that your soul should move towards in order for personal growth and fulfillment. So it's not a comfortable placement and and it's not meant to be. It's meant to be something that you've not ever explored before and that you are supposed to be moving towards in your life in order to, to reach your full potential. So when it's in Pisces, this article goes on to say, it suggests that the themes of Pisces are emphasized in your life's journey and in the areas where you need to focus your energy. So spiritual evolution, which is a Pisces thing, deep spirituality, connections with the unseen realms. The soul's journey involves a profound spiritual evolution, and then you're meant to explore and embrace the mystical and spiritual aspects of life, developing your intuition, connecting with your inner self, and seeking a deeper spiritual connection, compassion and empathy. So Pisces is associated with empathy, and your journey involves opening your heart to the suffering and struggling of others, You're meant to develop a sense of um, compassion and a desire to help those in need and learning to offer unconditional love and support to others without judging is central to your your growth as a a person. Mm -hmm. Creative expression. So Pisces is creative and artistic. So this path may involve exploring and nurturing creative talents, whether in art, music, dance, writing, any other form of artistic expression, which obviously has been a great, you know, part of your path in life. Right. And embracing your imagination and using it to convey deeper emotions, spiritual insights. And it, it is in your 10th house, which we'll get into more in, you mm-hmm. know, later. It's in the Capricorn house, which is a very strange position for, for Pisces, I think. Mm, yeah. um, because traditionally, like, there's been a divide between state and, and spirit. Finding a way to bring spirituality into the 10th house and making that a, a goal 
in a business sort of sense of like making your, your personal brand and your, your way of dealing with the outside world and the way that you influence others having to do with spirituality and creativity, I think would be a big challenge. Like for me, it's, it's hard enough to embrace the North Node in Capricorn, which is all about being the provider and bringing your career to fruition and, and being right. independent and business-like. But having that to do with spirituality, I think would be a bigger challenge yeah. in a way. Yeah. And the, the last element of Pisces is, is about healing and wholeness and you know, seeking to heal others while healing yourself and, and all of that stuff. There's more to Biases, but, uh, <laughs> but we can just, let's, I'll just go over the little, you know, the little keywords here, sensitivity, intuition, surrendering and letting go, the connection to the collective and uh, embracing your dreams and, and compassion and, and service. Yeah, I keep thinking about the difference between having had a ballet career and now using, not using, but becoming aware of dance instead as a vehicle for my aesthetic activism for environmental healing. Yeah. And presenting myself as such. Yeah. As this creative person using dance as a vehicle to work with for environmental justice and healing. Yeah. And that which strikes me as just terribly Piscean. Oh, for sure. (laughs) <laughs> definitely <laughs> but but healing the world through dance I yeah mean, come on yeah. yeah but it's yeah but it's that coming out as that rather than hiding the spiritual side of it in the closet which is what i've always done before right you know and where i used to even joke well you know they burnt witches didn't they you did you know, say that, that a was, lot yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was my reason for keeping that all you know hidden yeah and just coming out on the the more analytical yeah or even gemini side of yeah. You know, yeah. The, the gathering information. And, and that's yeah. also a very Virgo, you know, the Virgo South right, node right. is relaxing back into, um, I'm just a student. I'm just collecting information. Yeah. I'm not ready to share this. I don't, you know, I don't know enough to, yeah. and I, I resonate with that being, you know, a Virgo yeah. with all these planets in yeah. Virgo, um, not my North node, but sun, moon and Mercury. I connect right. very much with the, I'm just a research astrologer yeah, yeah. or, you I can know. do a literature review on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't ask me to consult. Don't ask me to predict your future. I'm just yeah. collecting the information for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and the PhD is just like a mass of that, of, mm-hmm. you know, it, and especially on a self-guided program like I'm doing. So it's just, there's an incredible amount of research and I can definitely get lost in the many rabbit holes. Yeah. You know, just go, I could just do literature reviews forever. Right. But it also wouldn't be satisfying and I wouldn't be making the connections that I know are essential. Right. And with the North Node in their 10th house, it's all about bringing it out into the public. Out into the public. Yeah. yeah. And using it to, as you say, <laughs> heal the world. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. small goal. <laughs> no, exactly. And, and as, as a Sagittarian, of course, that also, you know, no small goals. That could be That's a right. t-shirt. <clears throat> oh, I like it. Yeah, right. <laughs> You can bring that up at your next PhD uh, cohort meeting. (laughs) Uh, So what happens when Saturn conjuncts your North Node? And this is not specific to Pisces, but this is uh, another article from advancedastrology.com. And they talk about uh, what happens when Saturn goes over your North Node, generally speaking, in a transit. So wherever Saturn appears in your chart, it brings limitations and delays. Conjunct the North Node is an excellent time, it says, to reevaluate your life's priorities and think about where you're going and if it's in the right direction. Even though in this period you experience blockages in seeing your purpose clearly, this doesn't mean that you can't see them at all. It's just 
that you have to look harder. And it says this is a longer transit. Saturn stays in the same sign for approximately two and a half years, and it's just entered Pisces. But it relatively often goes retrograde. <laughs> you're you're shaking your head. No, uh, during this time it can come into contact with your North Node multiple times, so it may you know transit uh, retrograde over it a couple times. I'm not sure this time. I haven't looked, but it's you know very likely Saturn conjunct the North Node is a transit that has lessons that should be learned for several months. And during the average human lifetime, it will occur two to three times. In this period of life, it says you often have to face challenges and overcome them. This type of limitation is colored by the sign and aspects of your natal Saturn and North Node. Often Saturn conjunct the North Node transit sheds light on your unconscious fears. And these fears are deeply embedded because they show uh, a karmic origin. So during this this transit, you may um, be offered opportunities to get rid of your limitations. Once you clear this phase, you can live up to your full potential. So you can think of this transit, it says, as a, as a deep cleanse for the soul. The energies of Saturn and the North Node completely merge. And it's not uncommon to feel depressed and down and afraid because it feels like the Saturnian fog is everywhere, instilling fear and seriousness. Sometimes you're put into a new setting with no predefined structures, which is 100% what I think you've been going through in this new PhD program. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting because this weekend, you had asked me this a couple of, I think maybe about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And this was, you started your PhD program in the fall. It's now October. You've gone to a couple of conferences with your cohort. And so it's it's all remote. It's all, you know, you're doing this all um, sort of by yourself in your room. Obviously, a lot of people went through that during COVID, but this is a 100% remote program. But they do get together kind of quarterly intervals, it yeah. seems like. Yeah. And and you've traveled for those. This time, just coincidentally, it happened to be in Vancouver, where I live. So we've had this wonderful mm-hmm. visit. And you mm-hmm. literally were staying literally across the street at the hotel, um, which is awesome. And I got to meet a bunch of your cohort again, mm-hmm. who I met in the, sp- in the summer. And it seems like every time you get together with them, there's this new infusion of energy and purpose and meaning, which is very important, obviously, to anyone who's studying something long term like this, but especially for you, because what you are trying to do is form connections and and do this sort of grandiose Pisces (laughs) tenth house thing, which is definitely not a solitary pursuit. It's yeah, it needs it needs feedback and relationships both. Yeah. In this yeah, this conference was a real example too to me of because it was leaders, an yeah. international leadership conference. So, and people from so many walks of life, and found myself facing that certain insecurity of, well, I'm coming here as an outlier, as a dancer, mm. and into all these people who are high education, higher education nonprofits, world shaking groups right you know and and here's little old me the dancer <laughs> you know and and that's the feeling and then but being recognized and acknowledged by those people as a valid as a valid being hmm. more than just as a as a creative novelty right you know but being a a person of of validity and substance is incredibly empowering and having that recognition acknowledge the spiritual side of it that I mean, I actually went to one of the workshops that included looking at religion and spirituality and philosophy as aspects of leadership. Yeah. And kept thinking, am I in the right room? <laughs> but the overall feel was, yeah, I am. Right. And, you know, and I met people in that room that I wouldn't have met otherwise. Yeah. You know, that are forces of nature in the world. Right. You know, and I was like, wow, okay, I do have, 
there is a place for me at this table. Right. But that, you know, that feeling will, will wax and wane too, I realize. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's probably something that everyone goes through in, in a PhD program where they've, they've reached, you know, a certain level of attainment and now they're almost starting into, it's like, you know, starting into a new class of, of yeah. going, you're, you know, you've graduated from middle school and now you're going <laughs> into high school. It's, oh no, like I was a big fish in small pond and now. Yeah. But, but that's just a continual thing, I would think. Yeah. It's interesting what you say about the spirituality and, and leadership though, because obviously that is a very, you know, Pisces in the 10th house thing as well. I'm thinking that like we are in a very secular culture, like mm-hmm. just in North America mm-hmm. specifically. And when you're talking about world leadership, of course that would have to include spirituality and religion because I mean, right now we, if you're listening to this later on, we're in October of 2023, Israel is blowing up and as, as frequently has happened throughout history. Uh, so many of these conflicts that happen are based around religion and have that at the core. It's not always just about resources, although sometimes it's a thin veil for resources. Yeah. Um, They're very tied together. Yeah. Yeah. So not, not acknowledging that spiritual aspect would be, (laughs) you know, unrealistic like that uh, in order to be a world leader or to, to pursue a peace program or any kind of thing where you're, where you're going in and trying to influence people without acknowledging spirituality right. it would not be successful i would think well yeah and it's, it's acknowledging let's say faith right as a part of the culture yeah and which you know historically north america has tried to separate hmm. faith from culture and i mean and that's one of the things that you know as i study dance as part of cultures hmm. it uh, around the world it's also tied to faith mm-hmm. because there is a spiritual aspect about about dance and its relationship with culture. Right. I mean, it's a form of communion. Yeah. It's a, it's a unifying quality. Yeah. And, you know, and the fact that it has been purposely attempted to be eradicated from North American culture, Mm -hmm. specifically, I'm just speaking, you know, United States and Canada. Yeah. With that particular Eurocentric colonizing effect of trying to separate that, you know, so, trying to get past that to be part of a global stage mm-hmm. is a big leap and to be at a conference in the in North America where that's seen as something that we have to deal with yeah and be accepted for looking at at faith acknowledging that that's that's part of it and that the arts are part of that right is is been a it's a big step mm-hmm interesting so we were just looking at the um, when Saturn is going to be in Pisces, just to see how soon you'll be out from under this transit. And uh, it is actually from March 2023 to February 2026, which encompasses your entire PhD program. Yeah. When I when I looked that up, the, the little first paragraph that comes up is Saturn in Pisces will feel very different. Saturn dislikes being in Pisces. <laughs> as this water sign is too fluid and empathic for the master teacher to swim in. Saturn is serious and wants to create and doesn't want to mess around. It also says, back to this medium.com article, mm-hmm. uh, that Saturn transiting the 10th house highlights the importance of discipline and responsibility in your career, your public image, and your professional achievements. And you may need to establish a solid reputation and take on greater responsibilities in your career and work diligently towards your long-term goals and aspirations during this transit. You say that and I immediately see myself thinking, oh, I need to put on a suit. <laughs> but that's what I don't want to do because right. I'm trying to embody the Piscean element like showing up at my conference in 
the bright blues and corals and oh, yeah. sea foamy colors that are what I've that's your personal brand. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. think you own a business suit. I've never seen you no. in a business suit. No. No. No, I had one back back in the... 80s. 80s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You did work at a couple yeah. of offices. Yeah. I had that corduroy like suit oh, jacket yeah, thing that's and right. a skirt. And yeah. A little... Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was so not me. I was miserable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and now, like for anyone who's listening who doesn't know my mother... <laughs> There is some forest green hair. There is a, a lot of like teal and forest green and turquoise and blue and yep. lacy sort of steampunk kind of jackets and flowing shirts with batwing sleeves. And yeah, there's, that. yeah, it's, it's a very artistic, very sort of Piscean, but through yeah. the lens of, of Sagittarius, Sagittarius, like yeah. multicultural kind of yeah, and color, a lot of prints. Determined, like going, this is, you know, this is, this is who I am. I need to express this. Yeah. And I can do, I should be able to take this into any arena. I don't have to put on a, no. a suit to do it. Well, no. And exactly. As you, I mean, over the last, I think at least 10 years, I, I remember when you were working in vet hospitals and yeah. increasingly doing these interviews, you were like, Everyone has tattoos. <laughs> this yeah. used to be like a deal breaker if someone comes in in a neck tattoo, and that's now right. it's just like, oh, that's a lovely neck tattoo. <laughs> Tell me about that. Yeah, that took me a while to adjust to. Right? Yeah, and now you're the one with the, the yeah. forest green hair. and uh, Yeah, no tattoos. But... No tattoos, yet. yet. There's always time. <laughs> Maybe when I graduate. Yeah, commemorative. So let's talk a bit more about the south node versus north node polarity. So with the north node in Pisces, your your south node is in fourth house, which is the house of the home. So you're doing all this work at home. Mm-hmm. Your your homework is, you know, every day you're you're doing this work and you had expressed, you know, a month ago when you asked me this question that you were you felt like you were hiding away in the library, which is a very yeah. sort of Virgo in the fourth house sort of image. Yeah. Yeah, I just curled up on the couch, surrounded by my books yeah, and your books, your computer laptop. on my lap, yeah. and you know, headphones on, and and you know, imagining myself in a Beauty and the Beast library, yes, you know, well, in my head, exactly. <laughs> but but that's dancing. That's my day to day reality. And then quarterly, you know, there's there are these conferences or residencies to go to, and seemingly suddenly come out of the library and try and take on the the more effusive persona not necessarily effusive but well it is effusive because yeah. it's you know Sagittarius expression of the North Node in Pisces. Right. And I mean this last conference over this last week has been the first real example of, of getting to do that in a in a full bodied sort of way. Right. I think I feel I feel better about it after this week yeah. than when I brought up the question. Well, exactly. You know, because I was feeling like I I I sit in my living room, yeah. You know, with my books and my computer, and yeah. and am I going to make any impact on the world right. this way? You know, or am I just doing another hide in the library thing? Right. So this this week was a good time doing this podcast yeah. because it you know it it uh, gave me an example of what it's like to interact with my colleagues yeah. in a professional sense being feeling like myself yeah feeling more authentic i never thought of pisces as exuberant hmm you know and yeah. that's, that's just you know my own bias yeah you know? right but 
kind of accepting that this is how Sagittarius expresses its its North Node in Pisces. Yeah, you know, with that with a level of kind of flowing exuberance. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's not quite so charging in yeah you know but kind of gracefully flowing in and yeah. making an entrance 100% you know so it's it's been a it's been a good experience to feel the um the polarity between those the north and the south node and i think i feel i feel better able to handle it now actually yeah after this this conference oh that's awesome that's yeah. really great to hear yeah so let's talk about the future Transit ends in 2026. Mm-hmm. Your your PhD program is, I think... It's three to... Three to four. Three to four or seven. <laughs> I met somebody last night that, you know, it was like they were finished up their dissertation and it's been almost 10 years. Oh, my gosh. And I'm saying, no, I, I'm not doing that. Yeah. But and I'm full speed yeah. and I'm ahead of the game in that sense. That, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sort of plowing through it. So what happens at the end of that that time? I mean, obviously, these goals are probably shifting constantly, and you'll be finding out more as you as you learn and you develop your your skills. And and uh, well, that, that's kind of been one of the the questions that I've had in yeah. coming to this conference and aligning myself originally with arts as arts and leadership yeah. as a you know community network, and then I sort of stumble, which I assumed I would have a place at that table. Yeah, what surprised me. And seems very fitting now, looking back on it, is that I sort of stumbled into a networking group of uh, leadership for peace. Yeah. They were so welcoming, and I ended up creating some wonderful relationships in a very short period of time with these people. Yeah. And people seeing my dance, my my work of, you know, bringing dance and looking at environmental healing as part of, as part of their peace agenda mm-hmm. and that is so pisces yeah in the 10th house for sure yeah yeah, yeah. and Leadership. you know and the idea of peace and spirituality and all of that is just sort of like oh this is this is very interesting how this is turning this is not the group that i right. anticipated that you know i would feel like i could be impactful in right because i think originally you had thought about you know this may be leading to being a professor somewhere or an yeah, instructor. I, I assumed, right. you know, that I would just go into higher education and end up teaching and, and writing. Right. Which you is know. the Virgo South <laughs> Node being comfortable. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be comfortable in a, you know, higher education position. Sure. Right. Right. You know, but instead to be, you know, sort of drawn into this group where these people are very active. Yeah. You know, in an activism. Yeah. An activist role. And that's much more out there, yeah. You know, and being involved, and so you know, there was that initial sort of like, oh, really, right? <laughs> I just go back into my library, right? Um, but I can, you know, there's also an appeal to that of actually being able to make an impact, yeah. So I, I'm excited to see how that will continue to evolve, absolutely. You know, because at this point, I don't know how it's going to evolve, and you know, the people I contacted are. On the other side of the country. Yeah. You know, so how do we maintain that, those relationships and continue to grow in those relationships? Right. But this is a global network. So, you know, I mean, if there's benefits of technology of being able to maintain these relationships long distance, you know, that we couldn't have done 10 years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, these things are, there are things are possible now. Yeah. That you can actually maintain a genuine relationship. Yeah is hopeful is very hopeful definitely you know? definitely well that's awesome yeah 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 
So it's been, it's, yeah, it's been, that's been a good experience and it's kind of helped answer the question and provide more metaphors, yeah. you know, but also just more very, very clear realization of what it means to bounce back and forth between the feeling of comfort in the fourth house yeah. and the Virgo South node and, you know, and ex- knowing that I want to express it in that, in that 10th house way. Yeah. Be good to see what happens in the next couple of years. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. And just a note for our listeners, since this is like just one place where you may have your north and south node, if you have your north node in Pisces and it's expressing itself in a different way, please let us know. Go to starsology.com. You can hit the little microphone in the bottom right corner to record a message for us or send an email and uh, and let us know how this is working in your chart or If you have questions about your North Node and you've got a transit happening or even just what is my North Node in X, you know, what does that mean? How might this work for me? Uh, We would love to hear from you. And it was wonderful being here with you again. Yay. And always enjoy having these chats. Absolutely. We'll do this again for sure. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me here. Thanks so much for getting this far through the episode. I just want to take a moment to tell you about the two main options of my astrology services. So the first one is coaching. If you are an aspiring astrologer, and by that I mean someone who's perhaps a hobbyist astrologer or someone who's learning astrology or a student, or you've got a few books and you've been doing it for a while, but perhaps you need a little bit of help to bring it all together then maybe getting some astrological coaching from me would be the answer for you. The astrology coaching I offer is a one-hour session on Zoom, and it's tailored to answer your particular questions. For example, if you have issues with natal chart readings, we can go there. Or if you're having problems working with your forecasting, we can go there. Or even basic astrology stuff, or even getting yourself organized for your astrology business. The idea is that astrological coaching will answer your particular questions. It's tailored specifically to you and where you are in your astrological journey. And I'm happy to help you out with some guidance about how you can get going, what to focus on and what to dismiss. So that would be the astrological coaching for people trying to learn astrology. The second astrological service I offer is consultations. So this is for someone who perhaps doesn't know anything about astrology, but they just want to have their chart read or get their chart done. Call it what you will. So once more, this is a one-hour consultation over Zoom. I will interpret your chart, tell you about the main features, tell you about where the energy is flowing, and all the rest of what is entailed in a thorough natal chart interpretation. I can also add in some forecasting in there too, bearing in mind we only have one hour. So just in summary, I've got coaching for people who want to learn astrology and I've got uh, consultations for those who want to get an astrology reading done. I'm Alison Price from starsology.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.